Well, Steve Kerr had some interesting comments on the recent edition of the Draymond Green show, and we're going to play that soundbite and then obviously discuss it because it was interesting. There's no doubt about that. All that and next with Kylan Mills. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, we're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. At Kylan Mills, super easy. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsas, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Kylan, great to see you. Uh, and we're about to play a soundbite. Before we get into that, how are you? And anything you want to say to the audience to uh, to preclude what we're going to play? Oh, boy. Um, I'm doing well. Hope you're doing well. Also, I am kind of excited for this episode just because there is plenty of meat to bite into in uh-huh. regards to Steve Kerr's comments on Draymond Green's podcast. Um, I'll say I was surprised, uh, by what you're about to hear. And I mean, I think we just got to dive right into it because, uh, it's very, very interesting, a little bit surprising and, and quite telling about some of the dynamics and, and what really went on within the Warriors organization this season. So let's, let's, let's get at it, dude. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. And I know I need a haircut, by the way, uh, that's going to happen at some point. All right, here is, uh, this is the clip. Uh, and again, this was Steve Kerr on Draymond Green's podcast, The Draymond Green Show. And the conversation turned to what the Miami Heat are doing in the NBA Finals that's translating into success, resulting in a 1-1 split. The Heat now have home court advantage. And, and Kylan, if we have time in the show, we'll talk about that series as well. But here is Steve Kerr uh, making these comments that seems a lot like it's insinuating it, it's about his own team. The huge three in the, you know, in the fourth quarter tonight. And it's like... None of those guys on Miami are, are are sitting there saying, well, I didn't play, or, man, they put in so-and-so. Like, they're just all about winning. And and you know this from, from our, our groups that we've had. When, when, you, when you have that championship mentality, every guy's bought in. Every guy's just trying to win. Nobody, nobody cares about any of that stuff. You don't go into the locker room, you know, saying well i should have played more you just you just want to win and that's the beauty of finding that magic when you have a championship team is that everybody's bought in and it makes the decisions for the coach um really simple you just go with go with your gut and go with whoever's playing well there you go and and, and that's what steve kerr said uh kylan your immediate reaction uh, to those comments I have a lot of thoughts about these comments, Cyrus. I'm sure you do. I'm sure First, you do. <laughs> yeah. First, there are multiple things that can be true at the same time. I think Steve Kerr is right, and it is accurate what he said, that there has to be total and complete buy-in on championship teams. There cannot be any I in team. It's the long overdone saying, but it's true. When you have individuals who are more focused on themselves and, and they're playing time over the needs of the team, it is going to spread like a cancer. It only takes one player 
who is toxic to affect the entire group and to distract everyone from the mission at hand, which is everyone doing whatever is necessary for the group to win a championship. I've been a part of teams. I've seen it happen. So I do think Steve Kerr is right. I think that those comments do seem to be subliminally. I do think the comments seem to be underlying directed at the young players in the Golden State Warriors team. Now, what I do want to say, uh, the names that have come up regarding Steve Kerr's comments are Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. That's what I'm overwhelmingly seeing in regards to the Twitter reactions, the social media reactions about Steve Kerr's comments about how everyone has to be bought in. They can't be complaining or pouting about playing time, which, like I said, everything that he pointed out is true. But you look at those two. I want to start with Jordan Poole. Why wouldn't Jordan Poole be bought in this season? Why would he maybe, you know, have some sort of different feelings. Uh, the season <laughs> started out with Jordan Poole being punched in the face by a teammate who's supposed to be a veteran leader on the team, one of his mentors, and the organization tried to sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they tried to gloss over it, minimize the damage, and you know where did that leave Jordan Poole in that whole situation? He never really has come out and said how he truly felt about it. Draymond Green was back at ring night ceremony, took a couple days away from the team, and... and Everyone moved on and and as if nothing had happened, it just didn't seem like there was any major retribution. Now, you know, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but I was someone who said that I thought Draymond Green should be suspended a game. I think across other sports, if there is a video that gets out where there is a punch like that. Now, I, I know that there are fights that happen, arguments, whatever else that practices for professional sports, sports are competitive. The way the punch happened, the way he just walked over and almost sucker punched Jordan Poole, the amount of force he put behind it, just like nothing about that situation was normal to me. And there had been tension between those two before a little bit. Um, You know, for example, during the championship run, they, you know, had some, you know, little moments of jarring with each other. They both kind of talked about, yeah, we're like brothers. We go back and forth. But to me, nothing about that punch in the preseason was normal. So, you know, I just think for Jordan Poole to feel, you know, a part of the team to be totally bought in in terms of his role and making sacrifices for the team. To me, the tone was set with the Draymond Green punch and the way the Warriors handled it. Um, So I think right from the get go this season, if you want to look at the culture being impacted, that was the first wrong turn. Um, mm-hmm. now in terms of Jonathan Kaminga, I do think there's a little bit of immaturity, maybe a little bit of head hanging when he doesn't play fair enough. Um, I think he could handle the situation better. You also have young competitors who, who want to be a part of it. They want to compete, you know, so I understand it in that regard. Um, but maybe a little bit more maturity, uh, could come from Jonathan Kaminga, not the same situation as Jordan Poole. Um, I also think at the same time, it can be true that head coach Steve Kerr should have and could have used Kaminga in a better way. Even in the postseason. I thought Jonathan Kaminga should have gotten another chance. I do think that Steve Kerr should have given the younger players a longer leash throughout the regular season as well. Um, but you look at Moses Moody, Moses Moody did everything right and and steve kerr still didn't play him or dmp'd him throughout the season uh he did finally get his moment in the postseason but you know i I don't know that having total buy-in and the right attitude would have necessarily made a difference because to me it was clear steve kerr didn't trust the young players uh throughout this regular season uh it's apparent that something and more than maybe a lot of us realized was going on behind closed doors with this team to me, the Bob Myers stepping away, you know, a guy who's at the height of his career, led the team and organization to so many championships, so close to all the players, for him to step back from basketball, um, for Steve Kerr to be going out on a podcast and saying these kinds of things, that shocks me a little bit.
Steve Kerr, I've watched go up on the podium at Warriors press events and say, well, we want to make sure we're keeping things in house. And that's something that specifically was brought up in regards to the Jordan Poole Draymond Green punch was that we want to keep things in house. Um, So I think it's very interesting that these comments on Draymond Green's podcast appear to be very much out of the house and they Mm -hmm. appear to be very much pointing to certain individuals or implying certain individuals on the Warriors team. Um, So for him to kind of contradict the, the own things that, you know, the statements he's made, um, I think that's very telling that more has gone on in terms of discontent amongst this organization beneath the surface, maybe than the fans realized. And, and to me, there were so, so many factors as to why this season didn't go as planned for the Golden State Warriors, why there was so much inconsistency and struggles. And certainly there were a lot of things out of their control. But to me, it's also apparent that there was more going on underneath the surface in terms of the relationships, whatever reason, personality personalities didn't gel. There was, you know, just not the same culture that there was one season prior. That's what this tells me. Uh, no, I yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with the single thing you said. And when we come back, um, I'll, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on it. Uh, after we first give some love to um, one of our sponsors, and that's Game Time. It was our title sponsor today. Uh, Do they have an overlay? No, they do, but I have not uploaded it. That is my bad. I'm sorry. Well, whatever. Game time uh, is incredible if you want tickets to events. You don't have to wait months to do it in advance. They, they have tickets last minute. And one of the best parts of game time is the fact that they offer a low price guarantee. So let's say uh, you buy tickets from game time and then you happen to see those same two tickets. Hypothetically, you bought two tickets uh, on another app on another from another dealer. Same row, same section for less. You can present that to game time and they will refund the difference. That is called a low price guarantee. And that's phenomenal. That's all you can ask for in this world when it comes to being a consumer and buying things. So go check out game time, download the game time app. Uh, I, again, the, the, now in my defense, uh, locked on for some reason, none of the links to the copy are working. So I can't, I'm going entirely off my brain and off verbatim for this, but go check it, download the game time app. And if I remember correctly, if you use the promo code locked on NBA, you can get $20 off your first purchase. So go check that out, download it and enjoy whatever event you're going to. You are locked on warriors, your daily golden state warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. For the everydayers, a great week of shows. Uh, besides besides uh, my, my partner in crime here, Kylan Mills, Kristen Peake, someone whose uh, opinion when it comes to the draft, I hold higher than anyone else. She is brilliant when it comes to Uh, personnel. I've said time and time and again that if if I ever was a GM, my first hire as an assistant GM would be Kristen Peake. She's brilliant. She nails it every time when it comes to mock drafts. And she's going to come on the show Wednesday to talk about uh, her thoughts on Kaminga, Moody, all the Warriors youngsters, and what the Warriors might do uh, with the upcoming pick. Uh, And then Howard Beck, uh, the legendary sports journalist, joins us on Thursday's show. So that's what's coming up. And then Kylan will wrap out the week. We haven't finalized what day you're coming on yet. But regardless, follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, uh, including Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Kylan Mills. Um, so you, you you brought up a few things with that soundbite. The, the one thing that I first, that, that really just kind of took me back, um, is that Kerr said this so publicly. Uh, you, and I know, you, I know you touched that already, but I just have to yeah. like, like, like second that because it's insane. I mean, this is someone who has always modeled himself for being the, the grown up in the room, being the professional, 
Um, I totally agree with you that they bungled uh, the handling of the Jordan Poole punch. Uh, it, it was just it was just ugly in every regard. The Warriors did not handle that situation in a clean manner. They were in an incredibly tough situation. I'll give them that in the sense that um, this incident happened right before ring night. And it was just in a tough spot. Now, granted, you could have maybe suspended Draymond for the second game. There could have been solutions for that. Um, but it just wasn't handled well. There's there's no debating that. And and for Kerr to go publicly, and I mean, because there's no, there's no, I don't think there's any disputing this, that, he, that, that him saying these words, and he's a media savant. I, I give him full credit for the way he handles the media. He was mm -hmm. a media professional for a large number of years. Yeah. He, he fully is aware and cognizant of the fact that every word that comes out of his mouth could be aggregated, could be used and read into. So for him to come out and say this publicly was astounding to me. And what yeah. it makes me think is that maybe Jordan Poole's on his way out. I, I, I don't understand how uh, he could come out and, and be this brazen in these kind of comments if the future of Jordan Poole was not with the Golden State Warriors, whether they're going to you know move on from them all together and, and, and cut salary by trading them for nothing, uh, whether they get pieces back for them. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. This is just me reading into what's going on here. But it, you know, I, I, it's still, in, I'm just really mind blown that Kerr just literally was just this open uh, in, in criticizing what is most likely Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga and the way they handled their roles in the postseason. Um, Jordan Poole, I thought, I, I didn't think Kerr handled Poole wrong at all on a side note. He was still giving him minutes. Poole was playing awful in the postseason. There is virtually no measurable that you could look at that goes, oh, well, at least he did this okay. Like he had a bad postseason plain and simple like he I don't think he should have been playing even by the end of it but but Kerr was still giving him minutes I'm totally with you in the Kaminga sense where to hit for him to not play at all was just really weird the way he handled Kaminga and Moody in general was just I, I didn't think was effective and the results showed uh you know but the going public thing is really crazy I mean I, you know unless I mean Kerr had to be aware that people like us would be talking about this uh now I think this highlights just how important Bob Myers leaving is as well, because Bob Myers was normally a massive buffer, someone who was could be an intermediary, someone who could smooth over these kinds of, of relationships. And the fact they don't have them there now to to keep everyone copacetic um, is concerning. I, I you know, like th that's another mm -hmm. thing that sticks out to me, uh, you know, in, in terms of how they're going to handle this. But the one thing that 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 bothers me, though, about the comments is, you know, I mean, because it's basically like a know your role type speech is what he was saying. Right. Like like know your role on a championship team. Understand that this is a team. And, you know, sometimes you might not have to you know, there might not be room for you in terms of minutes in order for you to contribute. But if that's going to be your ethos, then you can't maintain blind loyalty to veterans who are, are not playing well either. Right. So like if 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 your ultimate mentality is, you know, like like, you know, next man up, uh, understand your role in this team to win a title. Clay Thompson should not have been playing the minutes he should have been playing. Clay Thompson had an awful postseason. So are you going to bench him? Are you going to move him to the bench and make him maybe like a sixth man next year? Because for the team, that would be the best move for a declining veteran who's no longer at the peak of his powers. He's probably not going to do that. So now you're looking at Kerr's words and thinking hypocrisy, which to me is is an ultimate sin. Uh, when it comes to logical fallacies, I, I I don't like that at all. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna you know uh, present this case that the best players have to play depending on the circumstances, 
that has to include your veterans. Now, Stephen Curry has bought into that. He came off the bench most of round one last year. Draymond Green has bought into that. He's come off the bench at times and was even benched at the end of one of the NBA Finals games. We've never seen Clay in that role. And, and, and But Clay is at a point now where unless, like, this offseason he completely, you know, reinvigorates his game, he's going to have to look at a smaller role. Is Kerr willing to do that? I don't know. Um, and then you look at the Miami Heat, and because he used that as an example of, of basically what the Warriors should have done. And the players who are sometimes playing, sometimes not playing, these aren't like lottery picks. These aren't young, up-and-coming superstar players, right? Like, like, like. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think you can treat a player like Jonathan Kaminga and to me, even Moses Moody, and, and, you know, but he still did it anyways. But I just don't think players like them you can treat in a way where, okay, this round, we're just not going to need you. Uh, you know, stand by, stay ready. Th these are two players who, until they came to the Warriors, were looked at as, as the focal point of their offenses, right? I mean, Moses Moody was the star at Arkansas. Jonathan Kaminga was a high school superstar. He was a star of his G League team. And these aren't players that you can easily adapt into being like bench players who might only play five, ten minutes one night, might not play at all. These are players who need to play, right? I mean, like, you know, you're not going to treat, for example, going back to the Miami Heat, like Bam Adebayo is not going to be treated like a role player. He's going to play. Jimmy Butler is not going to be treated like a role player. He's going to play. Jermichael Green is a, is a name that came up because uh, what Kerr said is, is being synonymous with what Steve, uh, I'm sorry, what Stephen Curry said in his speech uh, in, in the first round of the playoffs uh, uh, this, this recent year, where Steph supposedly had this impassioned speech that was sort of calling out Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. Um, but you can't call out – there are just certain players you can't call out, is what I'm trying to say. Like, some players have to play. They do have those egos, and it's up to the coach to manage those egos and understand that's, that you have to handle each individual appropriately. And if this is the way you were going to treat them, if this was the plan – why did you draft them in the first place? Like these are two guys that have to play. Now, granted, if they were crappy, if they were if they were detrimental to your team's success, I get it. Bench them. They're not doing well. Jonathan Kaminga never once showed that all season. Jonathan Kaminga was was playing pivotal minutes down the stretch when Andrew Wiggins was out mourning his his father or, or dealing with his father's illness, and Kaminga rose to the challenge, and he was rewarded for that with a benching, with DNPs, with two three minutes of of observation before deciding that's enough, even though that's just a minuscule sample size to judge a player. So you have to read the room. And for Steve Kerr to think that players like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, the Moody handled it incredibly well. Uh, apparently, Jonathan Kaminga by Kerr standards and Stephen Curry standards did not. Um, but I just don't think he Kerr handled it appropriately. And for him to have this false equivalency of Kaminga, Moody, and Jordan Poole being in the same position as like a Gabe Vincent, as a as a as a Caleb Martin, they're not the same. They're not. They're nowhere near the same. That, you're comparing undrafted players who are patient, who are sometimes not playing or playing very specific roles, with lottery picks who have been heralded most of their lives, who have been treated like superstars most of their lives. And look, no one forced you to draft them. No one put a gun to your head and said draft Jonathan Kaminga. You could have taken a more a safer route and gone with Franz Wagner, right? You could have taken a different direction here. You made these picks. You got to live with it. And I just think it's incredibly unfair to, to make this false equivalency between what the Heat are going through and, and how Spo is co coaching that team versus how Kerr expected the players on this roster this year to handle their roles. 
that's my take on it. I, and, but ultimately, I think it's crazy that Kerr came out publicly. And that kind of tells me that maybe Jordan Poole is on his way out. I don't know. What do you think to, to everything I said, Kylie? Um, I have many thoughts. Do we need to do Please. our next ad break? Or we have no more ad breaks, so go for it. it. We're okay, free the rest perfect. Of the All right. Yeah. I didn't want to start rambling, and then you're like, ooh, wait. No, go for it. I'm um, done. So in some regards, I agree with you that every player needs to be handled differently. And no, a Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminka aren't in the same boat as some of the Miami Heat players you mentioned. And they're not in the same boat as anyone else but themselves because each player does need to be managed on an individual basis by the coach, Steve Kerr. The thing is, Steve Kerr has done that with certain individuals. Look at how he handles Draymond Green. Um, there are some coaches that would get in Draymond Green's face who would scream at him. Um, you know, and, and it just depends. Every coach is different as well, but you know, there's some coaches who would get angry uh, in regards to the constant ejections and mouth running and I don't know, maybe punching a teammate. Uh, but Steve Kerr also recognizes the way to deal with Draymond Green and the best way to handle, uh, you know, the fieriness that he brings to the floor that they love on one hand, but can be a double-edged sword on the other. Um, to me, it just was clear that he didn't trust the young players this season. I don't think it mattered who they were. I don't think it mattered if you were Moses Moody, who had a great attitude and worked super hard. I don't think it mattered if you were Jonathan Kaminka, who maybe hung your head a little bit and showed a little bit how upset you were uh, when you were on the bench because you want to be out there playing and you're super competitive. To me, that didn't matter. To Steve Kerr didn't trust the young guys. Like That's what I took away from this season. Um, based on the fact that Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome were getting 20-plus minutes in night while some of the young players that were drafted uh you know lottery picks you know look at the james weisman situation uh to, to me it was very clear that across the board steve kerr didn't trust the young players um also though one thing i do want to mention uh is that you mentioned that every player needs to be treated differently some you know just need to play and whatever else i do think there is some of that that has to be earned um, mm -hmm. So like, for example, and I'm saying, I do think he treats Draymond Green differently or some of the Warriors veterans differently. Like, you know, they've earned that level of trust. So I get that. And the young players also do need to come in, earn the trust, earn the playing time. But Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody were a part of a championship team one season ago. That's what is so hard for me to wrap my mind around yes. is that they contributed yes. in the championship run and then to come back the next season and to DMP them in the middle of February on a team that's barely over 500 so that two-way players can rack up 25 minutes, it makes no sense to me. Uh, James Wiseman, who you coveted and the organization has said for so long, they believe in, they just want to get him back on track after dealing with so many injuries and unfortunate situation. He never got a chance. He never got a chance with the Warriors organization, which is a disappointing thing about the whole situation to me. I, you know, maybe James Wiseman will go on to be a, a you know, huge talent or have a long career in the NBA. We would never know because I don't think he ever got a fair shot with the Warriors because I think across the board, Steve Kerr didn't want to play the young players uh, it, to me that that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, one other thing I wanted to say just about Steve Kerr's comments. Um, I think it's brazen for him to come out and, and say something like this in a public forum. Steve Kerr is very media savvy, as you mentioned, and he knows that this is going to be talked about. We heard that Steph Curry gave an impassioned speech during the playoff run that was directed towards Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. To me, like the message has already been heard loud and clear. I just don't really know what like the positive would be to come from this. And from a coach who has talked about wanting to keep things in-house so much, yeah. like with the Jordan Poole Draymond Green punch situation, it just seems very contradictory to me. 
Um, So that's what makes it so surprising. Now, in terms of one thing I do want to say about a lot of finger pointing at Jordan Poole uh, and Jonathan Kaminga being, you know, the toxic cancers on this team. To me, you can't point the finger at just those two alone. Well, I do agree. Jonathan Kaminga could have handled not playing better. Um, Jordan Poole could have handled not playing better. This season started out on the foot of Jordan Poole being punched by Draymond Green and it being swept under under the rug by the organization. I think there was something just about the personalities on this team that didn't quite work the way that the Warriors worked one season ago. You know, people laugh when I bring up the fact that, you know, the JTAs, the Damian Lees, the Mania Bielitsas left last season. And I post this and, and you know, people are saying, oh, well, really, you guys lost in the playoffs this year because you didn't have Nemanja Bielitsa? Ha, ha, ha. That's not that's what ignorant. I'm saying. What I'm but saying is there too, were a- That's ignorant, though. Those, those players did help way more than those 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 people are giving them credit for. I mean, sorry to interrupt you, but. No, no, no. You're yeah. I totally, totally in agreement. My, my other thought, Joe, just is that you can't underestimate how important the culture piece is. You can't in- underestimate how important it is. That the players mesh. They have chemistry last year. It just clicked right away this year. From the moment the season started, it felt like something was off. And then you find out about the punch drama ensues. There's a leak within the organization. Someone sends the video to TMZ. And it, to me, was just a domino effect from there. You've got Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. Then he's back at ring night. Jordan Poole never really addressed it. Steve Kerr is more worried about trying to find out who leaked the video. At least Mm -hmm. it appeared in that initial press conference. Like to me, it was just all downhill from there. I'm sorry, but you know, you don't, people hate when you keep bringing up the punch, but you know, to me, it, it started to me, it started there um, in terms of yeah. the Warriors having something off with the culture this season. And to me, Bob Myers leaving tells that same story. A general manager who's so close and beloved by these players, who's in the mm-hmm. prime of his career, still at the age where he has lots of years left to give theoretically is walking away. And to me, that makes me scratch my head a little bit. Yes, time with family is important, but there were some dynamics that I know you and I have talked about between Bob Myers and Joe Lacob at that last press conference that make you go, hmm. And that's where I'm at. What was going on under the surface with the Warriors? You've got Bob Myers leaving. To me, there were little signs here and there of some discontent. You know, Gary Payton the second came back on the team and mentioned, yeah, you know, the team is a little bit of a different feel this year. Yeah, it had a different feel. Uh, was it a positive feel? That's a question that I ask. Um, and I think it just goes well beyond Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. So that's my point. Could they have both been more mature in how they handled not playing? Absolutely. Do I think Kerr's right in his comments? Just that you have to have total buy-in to be championships. You can't have players worried about their own individual minutes or accolades. Absolutely, he's right. Um, is that the forum to talk about that on right now? I think it's interesting that he chose to do that. Um, And I think he's right in some regard, but to me, the problems were just much bigger with the Warriors and it started day one. Something was off. It did not feel like it felt last year when they did chase a championship and there was total buy-in. Everyone clicked. The chemistry was on the floor. The chemistry was in the locker room. It just wasn't that way this season for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Um, I want to, I want to, I highlighted some chats uh, that I want to address. Um, uh, I'll just go in order chronologically, starting with Crystal uh, Sturdivant saying she doesn't think it's just about the young guys. Uh, Jermichael Green was complaining, and that's true. Now, granted, Jermichael Green changed his tone after that Stephen Curry speech. Uh, it worked. It resonated to him. I don't know if it resonated with uh, Jordan Poole and Kaminga, but yeah, it, well, you're right. It wasn't just the young people. And we saw that one argument 
uh, in the one game that that Jermichael Green uh, played significant minutes in the King series where he got pulled out and started getting into an argument with Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and look, the frustration was there. Uh, so I, I totally agree with you, Crystal. I, I wholeheartedly see what you're saying. Um, and I agree. That's why I don't think you can necessarily just point the finger. Oh, Poole and Kaminga were the problems this season. Ship them out. Now, I actually do have another hot take before we bring yeah, up the next, the next uh, commenter. Okay. I think uh, that I, the, the next one, Mark Graves uh, writes, why didn't Jordan Poole ask for a trade when the punch happened? Uh, did he want to run it back and defend the title? Um, great question. He was, But he was also at that point negotiating his contract extension, uh, which does, again, make me wonder when it comes to that leak if he had something to do with that just because the, the financial – the financial motive was there because uh, he got that contract quick. Um, now, I don't know who knows, but it's it, it's it's interesting. I'll say there. But um, he also, look, that punch also should have, and the fact that Jordan Poole didn't ask for a trade should have shown you that that punch maybe wasn't as personal as some people think, right? I mean, I, I do want to say, well, I can't reveal what was going on with Draymond Green's life. He had a very serious personal issue that he learned about just that day and it's not an excuse for him to take it out on Jordan Poole and look Jordan Poole has gone under the skin of Stephen Curry again Steph got ejected for the mouse mouthpiece Chuck uh because of a Jordan Poole shot um we've seen people get frustrated because of Jordan Poole but no defense there but yeah I don't, I don't know why I didn't ask for a trade you're right that it probably shows that he wanted to um stay uh money or he wanted to make money because he knew exactly. the Warriors were going to give him a bag. Like, I think exactly. that that is a huge factor. And, you know, you brought up the point that the Draymond Green punch, you could argue that it that it helped put more dollars in Jordan Poole's pocket in terms of the Warriors having to offer more to get him to stay um, in light of that situation developing. Uh, or at least he certainly could have used that to his advantage. Um, yeah. You would think in negotiations in terms of, you know, what they would have to give him to stay. I agree. I, I just... Uh, yeah, go ahead, sir. No, no, I just... Okay, so here's my one thing I want to say, though, about Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. I think at this point, Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga should go. I think it's the best thing for them, and I think it's the best thing for the organization. That's my hot take for the day, and, and I have a couple of reasons why. Will Jordan Poole ever really be able to reset with the Golden State Warriors organization after the punch happened? It never really was clear, you know, how that was resolved between him and Draymond, you know, even beat reporters who are in the locker room and in close, you know, communication with, with them every day. Our friend Connor Letourneau, you know, mentioned they were never close after that point, you know, that there wasn't, even if there wasn't tension, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green's relationship changed. Mm -hmm. um, and now you've got Steve Kerr coming out and making these comments, the way the postseason went with Jordan Poole, as people pointed out, you know, he probably didn't handle not playing in the best way possible. I feel like the best thing for him would be to get a reset. I mm -hmm. think the best thing for the organization would be to get a reset. And we're mm -hmm. talking about how the Warriors need to trade a piece or pieces. There are two pieces that are possibly movable that would actually potentially help the locker room. I just am wondering with the Jordan Poole situation, can the damage really be repaired at this time point? Is it better to have the slate wiped clean for both parties? And the same thing with Jonathan Kaminga, his comments to the Chronicle, you know, there were clear conversations that happened amongst the team in regards to how he handled the situation. Now you've got Steve Kerr coming out after the fact. Jonathan Kaminga obviously was very unhappy with the way that he was used during the postseason. Is it just better at this point 
I think that Jonathan Kaminga is a massive, massive talent. I don't want to see him go, but I'm saying, is it going to be best for him at this point that he yeah. moves on to another organization? Can we guarantee that next season, everything's going to be fixed and that Steve Kerr is going to play Jonathan Kaminga in the, in the way that is going to make him happy and that he's going to really be able to grow and develop in the best way possible. Um, those are the questions that I have. I mean, what do you think? Like I said, I feel like it is a little bit hot takey to say, Hey, get, you know, they both need to leave. But like I said, also for them, is that going to be a better situation? Um, I think with, I think with pool, I'm totally with you. I, I, I think it's time to move on. I, I'm that's my feeling on it. Just an opinion, but mm-hmm. I'm with you. I agree with you. Kaminga. I think it depends entirely on how, how Kerr is going to use them. If Kerr is going to continue um, the way he's treated them, where some games you'll see, significant minutes some games you don't see him at all trade him trade him there's no like he's too valuable of an asset to treat like that and and if you're going to still be chasing championships bring in players who you're actually going to play um so i'm totally with you i'm totally with you on that um that's that's what that's where i'm coming from is like steve Kerr's still not going to play him like if we're going to end up in the same boat talking about the same thing next year then like what's the point i think no i I totally agree great Um, talent but like if we're going to be in the same boat a year from now, you know, it's doing everyone a disservice. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and just a few more real quick, because I, I we're, we're up against the clock here. Uh, Rico Suave writes, uh, Kerr needs veterans, not young guys. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, if Kerr's going to stay the coach, he, you, he needs guys who can actually play, right? Um, Bruce Morrow writes, uh, I don't know where you're going, Cy. Kaminga and Moody can't be called out. I don't support calling them out publicly, right? I mean, that's that's where I think the line is drawn. No, not publicly. I think that that's that's an issue. Um, and 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 part of the problem is where's the accountability on Kerr's part? Like, like I haven't heard him once like come out and I mean, I guess during the regular season he sometimes would say it's on me and stuff. But where's the accountability for not playing your your two lottery picks all season yet playing those two two way players, which did not result in success? Yet he doubled yeah. down in an interview and said he wouldn't. He doesn't regret that decision. Where is the accountability there? Where is the accountability for whatever went wrong with this team defensively, uh, you know, offensively in the postseason toward the end there? Where is the accountability on, accountability on the coach? I mean, he's the leader of this team. Does he not deserve some blame here? Um, you know, Andre, uh, who in the chat has been has really been against Poole and Kaminga, uh, writes uh, Kaminga's agent demanding his client plays more minutes and have a role next year. Who is this guy? Kaminga was someone who was drafted at one point in that draft, one of the deepest drafts in NBA history. He was projected to go number one. Okay, I know this might sound hyperbolic, but it is representative of reality. Let's say Scoot Henderson, even Wembanyama. Let's say they get drafted and they get treated the exact same way Kaminga gets treated. Do you think those two guys are just going to sit there and go, this is fine? I'm okay with this? Absolutely not. And whether or not you agree that Kaminga is that level of talent, that is what Kaminga believes. And the Warriors knew that going in. And the other part of it is I've never seen Kaminga do a single thing to earn a lack of minutes, if that makes sense. Like like the, I, like people have come out and criticized, you know, his brief out, uh, brief outings in the playoffs this last year, you know, and said that he didn't have energy or whatever. But in the games he played where he actually had minutes, they were successful. His shooting was fine. Um you know, they won most of those games. I, I just don't understand what's going on there. They, they're, they're, it, Curtis needs to have some accountability. There needs to be some blame directed towards the head coach who's supposed to be leading this whole thing. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. Uh, and then and Ray Lang adds to this as well. Why are the Warriors so sloppy? Like, look at the Mi- Miami Heat. They're playing disciplined uh, uh, basketball. 
Uh, they have a series tied right now. Um, where was that with the Golden State Warriors? Again, where is the accountability for Steve Kerr? Um, do you agree with that, Kylan, or no? I don't know your thoughts on that as we wrap it up. I think everyone has to take accountability for how the season went. I think Steve, Steve Kerr absolutely has a part of the blame. I don't like the way that he used the young players. I think that of the coaching seasons he's had, this was among his worst yeah. um, in terms of the job he did. Um, never go full Jeff 2.0 commented. We are literally the oldest team in the league. This is going to happen again next season. They're going to be gassed by the time the playoffs start. Um, to that point, it, it, this roster construction was also a big part of the issue. We haven't touched on it this episode, but you had a bizarre mix of a bunch of players who were old and a bunch of players who were brand new. Yeah. There has to be a level of balance. Yeah. Six players at one point in the season who were like, 18 to 22 with the two rookies, Moody Kaminga, Wiseman, and then Jordan Poole, who was 22 turning 23. Like that is a lot of immaturity to pair up with some of the best veterans in the game who are trying to win a back-to-back championship. Like to me, last year's roster construction, even just with Kaminga and Moody, uh, and then throw in James Wiseman, who was hurt. Like that still was better. And then also this season, you had that empty roster spot. They end up signing Anthony Lamb to just to not play in the postseason. And Andre Guadalla was wasted spot. So it, to me, it just, you know, big the problem. roster construction this season was a big problem. And the disconnect between the vets and the young guys was a problem. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and Crystal, I just have to address this real fast. It's uh, Crystal writes, it's the role Kaminga played when Wiggins and Gary Payne II came back. They dropped him in the rotation. My, my point is Kaminga does not see himself as a role player. And he's he has the talent to not be a role player. So something needs to get resolved here. I mean, I, and it's sad that the Warriors had to sacrifice one of Stephen Curry's prime years to, to go through all this. But it's crazy. Anyways, all right, Kylan, uh, another uh, another great show, I think. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Great show. Um, and yeah, we'll be back soon. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Lots Bye-bye. to talk about. <laughs> oh wait wait before and wait, wait, kylan you got to get you, you got to get on me because we we have these um this end of show uh thing i gotta play now it's called a a, a tag so bye everyone wait, every show that bye. we finish up i'm gonna play this thing so you can still hear us um <laughs> but you see that screen that says bye everyone and that's how you can follow us that's how you can find us have a great day peace out Bye bye <laughs>